Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. What's going on, America? I am Graham Allen, and welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. Jake is here. Yeah. Uh, so, it's Monday. Today is Monday. We have done this episode to give you guys something to listen to and hopefully make it a little bit different. Uh, I asked people on Instagram to submit some non-political questions that mm-hmm. you guys are interested in about, I don't know, me, the show, our life. Uh, what's it really like to be uh, who we are and, and what's it like to, to do that? So we're going to talk about those things. We're going to have some fun today. So whether you're listening on your drive to work, you're uh, at work, not doing your job, which we love you for it, or uh, I don't know, you're working out or something. Hopefully you hear something in this. You enjoy it. Uh, if you're listening, make sure you subscribe. Give us five stars. I almost said give us three stars. Give us five stars. <laughs> and uh, yeah, before we get into that, let's uh, get into a word from our sponsors. All of us at the Dear America podcast believe in the Constitution and respect the Second Amendment. There are a lot of holster brands to choose from. Some are good, some are not so good. But what does your holster say about you? Starting at just $37, We the People holsters are custom made right here in America. Their designs are updated monthly in-house, which means they don't use third-party molds. They even have their own 3D design team who measures every micro-millimeter of their guns to ensure the perfect fit. Their unique and intuitive clip design allows for you to easily adjust both the cant and ride of your holster so that it will fit comfortably and securely at all times. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash gram and get yours today. Every holster ships free and comes with a lifetime guarantee, but that's not all. Enter the offer code GRAHAM and receive an additional $10 off your order. Support your country, defend the Constitution, and support a great American business. Satisfaction guaranteed. WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash Graham. Offer code GRAHAM. All right, so now we're here, and yes, I know you guys are noticing a lack in female voice. Alyssa is not in the studio while we film this. Somebody has to be with the children uh, sometimes. Um, anyway, so I'll, she, ed- I'll edit her in and just sit her over there. For those the of you watching on <laughs> video, we're going to hologram cut in a picture or an image of Alyssa, so she'll be on the on the video <laughs> side of the thing. Uh, love you, sweetheart. Sorry you're not here. All right. So, like I said, we asked questions from you guys that are not necessarily political that you guys are interested in in hearing from us because we we also understand this podcast sometimes people like a little bit of change so Mm -hmm. we're going to kind of open up a little bit as it were pull back the veil a bit uh make it not so produced and you guys can just get to know us a little bit better i know a lot of people have asked how me and jake operate so before jake asked questions i actually had that one in the back of my mind 
Um, Jake, people want to know what is it like working with Graham. So be very careful what you say, yeah. my friend, on this. No, no, no. Seriously, go, go, go for it. Go for it. You will not get in trouble. This is a safe haven of talking. So, 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 what's it like working with me? It's been awesome. Oh honestly. my god, you're um, such a. <laughs> no, I, I mean it. Um, some days, you know, there's just so much going on here that sometimes I got to wrangle you, you know, <laughs> and say, hey. Clap, clap, like we got to get to filming Ramp Nation. <laughs> yeah. Because I know you got a lot going on too. And, and it's kind of, that, that's a part of it. Uh, but I know how busy you are. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> you're so politically. <laughs> okay. All right. Let, uh, let, but, no. but what I do like about you is that I don't know if it's from your military background, but you're very, uh, to the point, you don't dan- dance around stuff. <laughs> Some and, people would call that being a jerk. And, and part of my issue in the past was being a little bit too dancing around stuff, you know, oh. trying not to maybe hurt people's feelings or try and soften, you know, like trying to ask somebody to do something for me. Now I'm like, you know, it's so much easier to just, you know, say it straightforward and, and get to the point. Last, now, I like that about you. Last question to put Jake on the spot, and then we're going to get to the questions that Jake has. Got a lot of energy, too. The biggest, <laughs> biggest shock when getting to know Graham. That was a question, too. So I guess uh, what, what, was the, what, was the, what was the biggest, I guess, like shock or thing that you didn't know? Uh, probably how much of an introvert you actually are. <laughs> Like uh, what? Yeah, I, I mean, we've there's been a couple of days where you called me up and said you want to just catch a movie or something. I just need to chill out, you know, yeah. and just unwind basically. And yeah, off camera, you're you do have energy, uh, but a lot of times you're just maybe overwhelmed with always having this, you know. I'm Grandma Ellen, you know, loud energy, which is what I think people feed off of. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, you're super laid back off camera. Most people don't find introverted people contagious, I guess, uh, like their energy or whatever. Yeah. So I, I you know, a random fact about me that most people don't know uh, until they get to know me is I, I'm what I like to call a selective introvert. Yeah. Like I have no problems hanging out with people. Like like, like I don't. And oftentimes I feel like you know I enjoy laughing. I enjoy making people laugh. But I definitely hit like a wall and a point where I'm just done yeah. with people. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to hang out. I, not being a jerk about it. Like, right. you know, I, well, you've seen. We'll, we'll go to these events, man, <clears throat> and we'll be there. And I'm so thankful about it. I really, truly am. But so many people oh, yeah. will want to take photos and stuff. And, and I've never been the guy that's like, yeah, let's take the photo, get out of my way. Right. I'm the guy that's always like, hey, let's take a photo. What's your name? Where are you from? You know, what are you doing here? You know, that kind of stuff, man. And it just, it, it does. It, it sucks a lot of energy out of you. Yeah. At the Young Women's Leadership <laughs> Summit uh, here in Dallas, the line was out the door, probably, yeah. you know, a few hundred at least i would think people there and there were other social media influencers also doing the same thing mm-hmm. they came and went you were still sitting there and yeah and, and you weren't you know just standoffish you you shook their <clears throat> hand looked at them talked to them and- well a lot of people in the business uh and, and like i said this one's going to be a little different i I, re- I know that i really enjoy podcasts where they break it down and they show behind the scenes a little bit so that's what we're going to do on this one in the business that's called clicks and what i mean by that is people have have certain number of clicks and, mm-hmm. and and you know a lot of times when people 
go to events or speaking events and stuff, they have like a like a package. Like this is how much it costs to speak this long. This is how much it's like this. Right. This amount of money gets you this amount of clicks, blah, blah, blah. I've never really liked that. And that's not that's not dinging people that do. There are some people that are far more popular than me that they have to cut it off. You know what I mean? Like that, like oh, they yeah. have to cut it off at a certain point, or they will literally be there all day and unfortunately and i know i was one of these people too before all this stuff happened i was like man these pompous pricks that forgot where they came from yeah but 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 ladies and gentlemen they push so much stuff into our days that there comes a point where you have to set those boundaries because if you don't you won't get all of your work done. Mm-mm. And, and if you, <laughs> you think at your job that your boss gets mad when you don't show up on time or say, it's the same way here. You know, people, people pay money. They make plans. They have thousands of people show up to hear you talk. You know, I mean, you've got to be on time early and be there for that kind of stuff. But anyway, I say all that to say I've always tried my best to really talk to everybody mm-hmm. and, and try my best to to at least ask their name and where they're from right yeah um i don't know i don't know if i deserve a pat on the back for that i, I feel like it's the least i can do because you guys are the only reason that we can do this stuff in the first place um anyway so that's a little behind the veil there heard a little bit about jake uh getting to know me and coming to work with us um jake what are some questions that you have from people so one good question was have you ever thought about writing a book Mm. a book you know if my grandmother was sitting here the fact that people even want to know if i'm going to write a book she'd be like have you heard him talk do you think that that man is qualified to write a book i will say that yes there's been a lot of people that have asked me i've thought about it a lot and um i will say there's definitely been talks about a book um you know we're not there yet but I will say that I've done a lot of thinking about what I would write about mm-hmm. if I wrote a book. And hashtag Dear America, let me know what you think. Um, I know what I would call it. And for legal reasons and people not stealing it from me, I'm not going to say what <laughs> yeah. I would call it. Smart. Uh, <laughs> but uh, because there's not a book yet. So, so I'm not going to have somebody take it from me. But I already know what I would call it. And this is kind of what I want it to be about. The first part of the book, I think I'm going to talk about me and who I am, where I come from, and all this stuff. Because I feel like people know a part of me from the videos and from this show and everything. But I think letting everybody know how I got to be who I am and Mm. where I am will put a lot of perspective into the videos that I've made, why I've said what I've said, etc. And then my plan is to kind of along with me just saying what I think and what I feel about society, toxic masculinity, gun rights, blah, 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 you know, the standard stuff. I also want to do something cool and I want to take like tweets that I've done and videos that I've done that have gone super, super far. And I want to break those down of why I even did them in the first place. Yeah. Right. You know, like uh, the tattoo video, for example, 135 million people watch that. It's crazy. But that's only six minutes, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's six minutes of a thought. It's six minutes of a feeling. But but what I want to do is take that and actually put the the context and the perspective as to why I even felt the need to say something about it 
in the first place. Right. So so that's the book I want to write. Um, if you guys are interested in that, let me know. Hashtag Dear America. Let me know if that's a book that you would read. Um, you know, like everything that I do, I don't want to make it that stereotypical political book. I could care less about that crap. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So my book, I would really want to make it more of like a like a conversation almost yeah. like a almost like talking to myself kind of in the book kind of deal gotcha so anyway well, let, let me know what you think i maybe maybe one day soon there will be a graham allen book well that's what you're supposed to do when you become famous right is write, write a book write a book, yeah. write a book. Well, another question we had was what what's it like to be famous mm. that one that one i feel like we could talk about for for, for a long time um let's condense it condense <laughs> Jake is Jake is always always trying to keep us in a timeline. All right, so condensed version on what it's like to be famous. One, I'm not necessarily sure that I, if I like that term famous. I don't necessarily know if I'm famous. I, I think, think if a hundred thousand at least people know who you are, you're famous, you're famous at that point. Well, then, yeah, we're definitely there. Uh, I I think that. People ask me, what's it like to be famous? And I always tell them, uh, what's it like to be famous is coming to grips with what it, what, what does it feel like to be alone? And I always tell people that because that's the flip side of all of this. Yeah. You know, you guys and, and, and even Jake, like Jake has a first person perspective, but even you like don't travel with me a lot. I mean, you, you do sometimes, but, but probably 70% of the time I'm by myself mm-hmm. on these things. Uh, that's probably the hardest part to me for, for, for fame or whatever is, man, it sucks. Like it really does. Like in, in the airports, you know, I mean, w- we do well for ourselves. We're not quite at the front, the, at the flying private level yet. Um, I would say if things keep going the way they're going, eventually it's going to come to that point. Um, just because, you know, it sucks. You go to the airport, you got to have your hat down, got your headphones on, you know, you kind of try to blend in yeah you kind of try to blend in because you know if one person spots you then a lot of other people are going to spot you and just like anybody else you know we're just trying to get where we got to go i hate flying uh i'm pretty sure i've said this multiple times i am not a fan of flying so i'm already not in a great mood Mm -hmm. when i have to fly because i'm not a fan of it i just hate the whole experience of flying and so but you fly by yourself you don't talk to anybody, and a lot of times you show up at these events, and you show up the day before. Um, so you show up, you go to the the hotel. You know, I'm not a single guy. I'm not. A, I'm not a bachelor. I'm not a partier. We've already talked about that. So it's literally just me, kind of sitting there in the hotel room um, by myself. Uh, if I plan it correctly, I've got like a five thirty or a. 4 a.m. hit on Fox News the next morning, so I get no sleep, do that, then do the event, you're exhausted by the end of the day, you go back to the hotel, Mm -hmm. the next day you've got a little bit more to do, and then you're back at the airport again, flying to somewhere else, hopefully back home, but most of the time it's multiple hits, um, and it's, um, it's lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's somebody always says, you know, and this is not a to toot our own horn, but it's lonely at the top, right? Um, that's what, you know, many successful people have said. And it's true. Um, I've lost friends that I thought were friends, uh, not because I'm a hundred percent not to blame in the process. There's things I could have done differently learning and all this stuff. And then there's things they could have done differently too. And then sometimes jealousy comes into the way with it too. And, and anyway, the more known you become, 
the less people you actually interact with. And yeah. it's weird how, how how that tends to to work. Outside of Alyssa, I talk to you. Um trying to think any people that aren't like work or professionally related that I speak to yeah. these days. You know, we talk to the turning point guys a lot. Uh talk to people here at the network a lot. Um, but other than that, that's really about it, man. You know, and, and so everybody always says, Oh, I want to be famous, or oh, I want to do this. And I tell everybody, you know, it's not what you think it is. It's really not. It's a lot of work. Sucks, man. Yeah. I mean, it really, really, really sucks sometimes. But we do it because we believe in what we're doing and we believe in what we say. So that's why we keep pushing. Yeah. Uh, it does have its perks. We get to do some cool stuff. Uh, you know, we get to. I don't think I've gone to a normal concert in the stands in about two years. <laughs> like, I always end up getting backstage with that stuff. So that's cool. Um, you get to meet some amazing people, man, in the movement. Uh, I'm proud to be able to say that, you know, that we are friends with Candace Owens, Charlie Kirk, Dan Crenshaw. I mean, Dakota Meyer, Kyle, Carpen- Kyle Carpenter, Medal of Honor recipients. David I mean, Harris Jr. David Harris Jr. I mean, the list goes on yeah. and on and on. John Cooper, the lead singer of Skillet, follows us. Like, was legitimately shocked <laughs> that we knew who they nice. were, which is crazy to me, you know. The Undertaker. Uh, Undertaker, Breaking Benjamin guys, Danny Warsnip, Asking Alexandria, mm-hmm. uh, David Boreanaz, SEAL Team, uh, Goldberg, Wrestler. I mean, all these people. The Bachelor people, Colton, Colton's a good friend of mine, uh, the uh, Floribama Shore people, reality TV folks. All these people know who we are, and we get to meet these people and get to know these people. And it's really cool. It does have a lot of really cool advantages, but the biggest thing you got to realize is those are like highlights. Yeah. And the vast majority of it is work, man. I, I, outside of yourself, Jake, I don't know very many people that work as hard as I do. Yeah. Or as busy as I am, you know? And so, so that's probably the biggest thing of what it's like to be famous that a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. Lots of flights for sure. Oh I'm, my I'm God. not a fan of flying myself. I either. hate it. Jake. <laughs> all right. So, so inside thing of Jake is since we're talking about this, Jake is so funny because you can tell every time that I tell him I have to travel, you can see like the mm-hmm. hamster fall off the wheel in his head. <laughs> it's just like a short circuit almost. And his, his yeah. eye will twitch a little bit. And, uh, but I yeah. mean, that's just, that's just the nature of the and game. I bet Alyssa doesn't like you being gone. Uh, but she does. Well, it's gotten to the point now, if I can be sappy for a moment, <clears throat> it was really cool to travel at first, mm-hmm. you know, the first six months to a year, it was pretty cool. Cause I was a small town Mississippi kid, man. You know, the thought of seeing New York City one time was like a like oh, yeah. a like a bucket list kind of thing. So when all this stuff first started, it was super cool because I'd never been to these places before. I was like a kid. Yeah. Now, especially now that the kids are older, you know, they notice when I'm not there. They obviously don't like it, and I honestly don't like it either. You know, I would much rather, I'd much rather just go home. Yeah. You know, and and that's what I'd rather do. Well, speaking of things that. Alyssa doesn't like. What's her biggest pet peeve for you? Something of me? Yeah. Biggest pet. (laughs) Oh gosh. Uh, Biggest pet peeve. Okay. Uh, Just natural things is. Sure. I I think I do what every man does, and I have like my little like like clothes corner, 
that like <laughs> if I wear it, okay, all right, dudes listening, if I wear one pair of pants one day, I'm going to wear those again. Yeah. Like, and I'm going to lay them down. You can wear jeans for weeks. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I'm going to lay them in a, in a position where they don't get all wrinkled up. And I'm going to lay them out. And that's what I'm going to do. I got a little clothes pile. Like, the, do not disturb these. I'm going to use these again. Yeah. She can't stand it, man. She hates it. She hates that I've got these clothes, like, scattered in little piles. Um, so, so, so that's something that I do. Uh, marital wise, um, ooh, one, (laughs) it's bad. It's real bad, but we're being honest, right? So, uh, the guys listening, back me up on this. Uh, I, it it spawns from my military days. You know, we'd get put on orders to go do something and I knew, oh, Alyssa's not going to be happy about this (laughs) kind of thing. And I would wait to tell her at the absolute last minute <laughs> that, 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 oh, babe, you know, yeah, I got to go train for about a week somewhere else. It's you not know, lying. C- kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, you know, kind of thing. And so uh, that has definitely carried over, and she hates it. And I definitely, um, <laughs> I definitely don't know if it's going to change at this point, 10 years in. But, uh, yeah, so that's something I'll do. If something comes up work-related, I will wait to the absolute last opportunity to have to tell her because I just know she's going to be super mad, <laughs> and so I will I will avoid the uh, the retaliation as long as I can. But 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 to say she's a very rational lady, uh, she has her initial like resistance to things, but then you know I mean she's an adult. She comes around and knows that I got to you know I got to work, and that's just the way yeah. it is. But that's that's probably like her biggest pet peeves that I do. Well, speaking of work, how about another ad? Another ad. Time for our sponsor. Self-defense is your God-given right, period. But it's your responsibility to practice, which is why I want you to go to your computer right now and get an iTarget Pro system. This is the first dry fire training system to combine smartphone technology with the industry's best laser bullet. Using your smartphone, their proprietary app tracks a laser bullet which fits your gun and will detect exactly where your shots are landing. iTarget Pro is completely safe. Comes with a your caliber specific laser bullet and target system. Right now, get 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code GRAM. Train risk-free for 30 days. Return it if not completely satisfied, but before you do, go to the range and experience the difference. Take it from me. Dry fire training will develop muscle memory, help with target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. Plus, you'll save a ton of money on ammo. Go to itargetpro.com. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, offer code GRAM. Yeah, I need to get that for my WMDs that I got at home. XDS 45. (laughs) Weapons of mass destruction. (laughs) All right. Uh, next question. Well, how about a, a little game first? Ah, okay. Let's do the game. So I, I want to do this, you know, pretty regularly. It's real or fake news, you know, or maybe we can think of something funnier than that. But I'm going to read you a, a headline, and you're going to tell me if it's real or if it's fake <clears throat> news. Okay. Okay. First one, local man fires off a flare gun inside a Hobby Lobby to locate his wife. <laughs> Fires off a Hobby Lobby 
to locate his wife. Uh, where did it happen? Can you give me where it happened? La Mesa, California. After wait, After waiting for over three hours for his wife and not seeing even a fleeting glimpse of her, local man Bill Gatling fired off a flare gun. California, I'm saying false. Fake news. Good call. Boom. California. No way. <laughs> Maybe if you're in Mississippi. They, they can't even have flare guns out there. In Mississippi, they may do that. Shoot off the flare gun. Hey, woman. Uh, Louise. <laughs> Louise. <laughs> Louise. <laughs> You're running off with Tommy again. Okay, I feel go like ahead. a Hobby Lobby. There'd be a lot of flammable stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, well, maybe so. Anyway, second story. Robot tail, uh, tail. Robot tail being developed to balance out human body and stop people from falling over. This is being made primarily for elderly. Instead of using a cane or a walker, it's like this metal tail-looking thing. True. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's true. You want to guess where they're making two it? Two for two. Japan. Japan. Yeah, I was going to say China or Japan. Yep, figures. Yeah. How weird would that be? Bunch of lazy... Anyway, go ahead. They start... If I get old and I start falling over, I'm just rolling with it at that yeah, point. It's for like when you lean forward, there's like a counterbalanced weighted tail. I'm telling you, I'm just going to I'm just gonna go with it. Next. All right. Uh, tactical Bible attachment for assault rifles now available. <laughs> it's for your AR. You can you can read scripture right before you blow somebody away. Ah, <laughs> uh, false. <laughs> That's false. <laughs> three for three. Dang, I'm the, good. The picture looks pretty awesome. Though. That is funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, new missionary dating app will pair you with a hot unbeliever to convert. It's called <laughs> Witness and Chill. <laughs> We're going, man. Palo get disavowed on this show. Palo Alto, California. A new missionary dating app has been launched by a startup company in Silicon Valley called Witness and Chill. Promises to pair Christian users with a hot Witness and Chill. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, uh, it pairs a Christian with like an atheist or an unbeliever. It's from California. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go true. That one's false. Oh dang it. Ah. <laughs> uh. That well, I'm glad it's false, but at the same time, I'm slightly disappointed. <laughs> Witness and chill. <laughs> the dating app with eternal value. Oh my god! <laughs> All, right. All right, what's next? Last one. You remember those Arizona teas? I used to be hooked on those uh-huh. Arizona. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Arizona iced tea is now making weed products. It's going to be Arizona weed. Arizona the weed beverage maker reaches. Has Arizona? Has Arizona? Uh, they're pretty conservative. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think they have. They're making a license deal with a cannabis company for new line I'm of gummies. I'm going to say. I'm going to say false. That's true. Dang it. Arizona weed. Good for you, Arizona. All right, let's get back into some questions. Jake. All right, so this was a good question, I thought. Uh, We can both maybe tackle this one. How to deal with ignorant people in general. Mm. 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 Ignorant people in general. Uh, Ignorant people, they probably... I don't know. They probably said it. Ignorant means that you just you just don't know, right? Like like right. ignorant is like you don't know any better. So that's easy to deal with. Stupid people are the hard thing that's to deal with. That's a whole with. different That's question. a whole different type of yeah. dumb. I mean, I'm ignorant about a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, know? ignorant doesn't mean that you're that, that that you're stupid. It just means that you just don't know something. Right. Uh, I, I'll I'll change it a little bit and how do you deal with stupid people? Stupid people are the type of people that know what they're doing is dumb. They yeah. know this. They know that they're 
being ridiculous and they they stick with it anyway man or stupid people are simply people that just draw a line in the sand just because uh just to, just to argue with you um i think that <clears throat> to get into an argument with somebody is dumb in my opinion you know we're adults at this point yeah what are you arguing about you know an argument never leads to anything a debate a discussion uh a disagreement those are things that can be dealt with and those are things that can be adjusted and there can be a positive outcome but arguing with people that's really dumb uh i don't argue with people there's a lot of people on my page that talk a bunch of crap about me all the time and there'll even be other social media people that talk crap about me Mm -hmm. and i'll get notifications from people going you know light them up or respond to them you know tear them apart and all this stuff i don't get into that you know I, i don't get into those type of things especially if there are other conservatives that do it all right charlie kirk said this best at the end of the day whether you agree with everything I do or not, and if you're another social media person uh, listening or whatnot, if you attack me and you're a conservative, uh, in my opinion, you, I don't know. I, I don't agree with it because why would you cannibalize your own yeah. group of people that 80% of the time we see eye to eye on things? Mm-hmm. So why would you attack somebody that you agree with 80% of the time in the public? Yeah. Um, because you're just the only reason I do all this stuff is because I believe in the conservative mindset of things. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. I'm not the best military veteran. I'm not a ranger or a sniper and stuff. I've never claimed to be and I never will. I was just a normal army dude. So I don't claim to be special forces sniper and all this stuff. So I'm not awesome and elite in that area. I'm not the smartest dude in the world. I'm from Mississippi. I'm a redneck from from nowhere in Mississippi. (laughs) I'm just a guy that believes in conservative values and wants to ensure conservative values stay in America for my kids. That's what I want. If we agree on 80% of things that are that, then why why would you attack somebody that's another voice for the movement that you claim to believe in mm-hmm. like you know that that's what i don't understand and so i refuse to argue back with other conservatives via social media yeah now i don't mind having conversations with you in in private but i just i don't believe in that i think it i think it i think it weakens the movement i think it weakens the unity that we're supposed to show everybody to me it's like when your parents are fighting mm-hmm. don't fight in front of the kids or don't fight in front of uh your 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 co-workers Let, let's do it that way because you guys aren't my kids you guys aren't less than me you're equal to me in every regard don't have a fight with the co-worker in front of your other co-workers go in the back you yeah. know take a shirt off fight whatever you got to do you know what i'm saying yeah. but don't do it in front of everybody figure it out work your stuff out and even if you don't agree don't fight in front of everybody else. Right. I, I'll never, I'll never understand that, and it's just something that, in my opinion, it's just bad taste. It's bad yeah. form. Um, we're all supposed to be. Look, it's like a football team. If you, you know, those people fight with each other, but they mm-hmm. do it in practice. You know, behind closed doors and stuff like that. They're not supposed to fight each other in front of everybody else Mm -hmm. because then the team doesn't look united and all that stuff. Just handle that kind of stuff internally. And I think that a lot of us could uh, benefit from doing that. But that's just me. 
And a lot of people really enjoy talking crap about me, so let them. I don't care. Well, going back to the thing you were saying about 80%, you know, you agree 80% of the time. Right. Something that I experienced, which is really awesome. I have two two buddies that I've been friends with since grade school, and they were both liberal, and I was conservative, and we had a little uh, chat, a, a text thread or whatever going for years, like four or five years pre-Trump getting elected, and... It was always debate. You know, we were throwing ideas out there, numbers and everything. And then about a year and a half ago, give or take, one of them got red-pilled and is now conservative. Mm -hmm. So the other one, he's still liberal. But the cool thing about it is we're not bashing each other. We're actually trying to learn other perspectives. And I think that's something... Uh, we're missing this uh, this day and age and I've PDF'd all these conversations because they're filled with like good knowledge good uh, perspectives ways of looking at things and and I think that's part of what we're missing and when we hang out we don't talk politics you know we do sometimes but we're such good friends that you know and being genuinely interested in somebody else's perspective instead of just I want to prove this person wrong or I want to change their mind, you know, right. It's easy to think somebody's stupid because they don't, they're not a conservative or whatever, but as cheesy as the whole, we need unity thing. It's like, we really do because we're so polarized now. The parties, we hate each other. You know, liberals or Democrats, if they find out you're conservative, they won't serve you or they won't do this or they'll, I've had a couple friends banish me, not talk to me anymore, you know, and we, it's, it's easy to get that same... Uh, How did same, that make you feel? <laughs> I really didn't care. But it's easy to that, have uh, the same way of thinking towards liberals, you know? Like, right. Oh, they must be crazy. But back to the 80% thing, when you really get down to discussing ideas and policies, sometimes you end up agreeing on a lot more than you think you do. True. So, True. All right, next question. So, all right, another question. When did you become religious and how? Mm, a religious question. I have always been religious. Um, it's just a matter of how religious I was at the time. So uh, this will probably end up taking us where, where we're going. So, so if I may get philosophical for a moment, um, for me... I've been open about this before and I've talked about not in depth, but maybe I'll talk about it in my book one day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, I come from a broken home, you know, boohoo. A lot of people do. And so um, I was raised by my grandparents for a while. I got, you know, ended up in Florida for a brief bit with my aunt and then through custody and all this stuff and legal ended up with my grandparents. So I, you know, I bounced around a good little bit. Um, so church became this, for me, it kind of became like this escape for me. And and so when I was younger, I was super religious, super, super, super religious. I mean, I lived at church Sunday through Sunday. I was pretty much there in some capacity. You know, I was really into music back then. We were in the, you know, the worship band at church. Uh, we were doing this, we were doing that. If I wasn't at my church, I was at somebody else's church's playing and stuff. My very first flight was at 15 years old and I went to Germany playing, you know, Mm. music. And so, but I learned that as an adult now, I can say that I didn't really love God. I did, but I, I didn't have my own relationship with God. I had, I was exhibiting what other people wanted me to exhibit in my relationship with God, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
So what happened was the second that I got rocked, i.e. life happened or somebody let me down, all this other kind of stuff, I didn't have any real kind of foundation to base it on. And, and so I did the, the typical thing, man. I got let down by the church um, and I lashed out at the person whose fault it wasn't, uh, which was God's fault. It wasn't God's fault that those people at the church sucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, that, like that's not God's fault. People suck. Period. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you have to come to grips with when you're an adult. People suck. Bad things happen. And so I turned away for a long time. I didn't go to church for years. Um, cussing, drinking, all this stuff, which there's nothing wrong with those things. Um, I don't do those things now because one, I'm older. I don't handle drinking like I once did. But two, the cuss. Ooh, that's a good thing. The cussing thing. Everybody always asks why I don't cuss. It's not a religious thing so much and me and you have had this discussion vulgar vulgarities that we know them now weren't even around when the bible was written yeah right so are those really bad words i don't know it's up for your own interpretation for me it's i just don't cuss in front of my kids mm-hmm. or around my kids and it's just kind of stuck and it's just kind of spilled over yeah. to what i do and i want my kids to be able to see what i do so i don't cuss because my kids watch what I do, yeah, uh, and other people's kids watch what I do. That's it. It's not so much religion based as it is just. Eh, I just don't see the point. Well, it's a habit. It's a habit. You know, I yeah. I go through phases. And, Cussing is a habit. You know, just like anything else. And so the fact that I don't cuss in my own time, I just don't cuss naturally mm-hmm. on film and on video and audio. Uh, anyway, back to the point. Um, I will say this. And one day, me and Alyssa have talked about this. She's not here, but but we have discussed this. We really want to have like a like a marriage episode because you know me and Alyssa went through a lot of hard times, man. And and, and the truth is, we probably shouldn't be here, but we are. And I will say, when we brought God back into the forefront of our marriage, everything really changed and mm-hmm. turned around for us uh, because. Yeah, man, it's just, it's true. You know, people always say things like, well, once somebody's this, they can never be that. You know, once a liar, always a liar. Once a, once a crook, always a crook. Once, I don't know, once cheater, cheater always cheater. I don't know if I believe that, you know, yeah. I, I believe people can have heart changes, man. I really do. And I think that God plays such a, I look at it like this. Now I realize that a lot of you are sitting there going, whatever, because you don't agree religiously with me. And that's fine. I mean, that's cool. Me personally, I believe, I look at it like this, that if God can take how crappy we are and accept us that way, then who are we to say that somebody can't change? Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm not just talking about myself. I'm talking about anybody. And I found myself that way. I've, I've had some friends that were They were wild, boy. And now they found God. And they're completely different folks. And I even found myself going, okay. Never saw that one coming. I'll believe that when I see it, you know, kind of thing. But then then I had to check myself. And I'm like, well, hold on just a minute. You know, I'm not the same guy I was Mm -hmm. three, four years ago today. Uh, So who am I to say that those people can't change? And so for our marriage... Uh, it just, it it changed everything. And and so, you know, do we fight still? Yeah, sure. Uh, do we argue still? Yeah, sure. Um, are there days she probably wants to strangle me and bury me in the backyard? Yeah, probably more so than not. Um, but putting, putting God and putting religion 
into what we do has really just transformed everything for me. You know, because when I have my worst days, and I do, I struggle with anxiety uh, really bad. You know, I mean, you know, I'm not one to say boo-hoo me kind of stuff, but I do. It's something that I struggle with, and so I always am down on myself and, and all this other kind of stuff. Um, even on my worst days, I have that now, and I have that knowing that as worthless as I feel or as useless as I feel, somebody, you know, accepts me and somebody loves me regardless. And so that has, has, has transferred into my everyday life now. And so that may be another reason why I don't lash out at other conservatives that lash out against me. It's just because, you know, man, that ain't very Christian, whatever, (laughs) you know, kind of thing. And so, um, anyway, so yeah, so, so that's religion that, that, that is, you know, a real quick summary of uh religion uh why i feel that way let's wrap it up with a little fun one okay what's your favorite ice cream flavor oh my god (laughs) i like a big child i do the the chocolate with with rainbow sprinkles because i'm not a monster you get chocolate with chocolate sprinkles what kind of weirdos are you kind of thing gluttony (laughs) gluttony (laughs) you sinner uh anyway no uh so really quick if i may again guys we know this has been a slightly different one but hopefully you heard something i want to say my ice cream oh i'm sorry jake you know the strawberry shortcake popsicles of course if they could make that into an ice cream that's not an ice cream you literally said you want to tell your favorite ice cream and you're making up an ice cream well, then it's like Rocky Road. Oh, okay. Do they even make Rocky of Road? Of course, anymore? you're a Rocky Road. <laughs> Cookies and guy. cream. Cookies there and you cream. go. That's yeah. a good Christian one to say. Anyway, guys, we know this has been different, but hopefully, you heard some uh, some cool things that you might not have known, or you got something out of this. Which is the main point of this episode is for you to hear a little bit of us, kind of with the act pulled off a little bit. You know, uh, more us. This is probably more what I talk like on a normal basis. Um, not, Hey, all the time, you know, I mean, that's just not how I am most of the time. Uh, anyway, but thank you guys so much for the support. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Make sure you subscribe and give us five stars. I will be back in the studio for Wednesday's episode, and I'm super excited to get back uh, to you guys with current topics that are going on. Um, Yeah, unless I die in a horrible, fiery blaze. Oh, don't say that. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I'll see you on Wednesday, and uh, that's all we got. We'll see you again next time. See you.